Welcome to the Radiant Church Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Grab a Bible or open up your favorite Bible app as we get into God's Word together. Hi there, Radiant family. Uh, it's my pleasure and honor to be with you guys today as we continue on in our series entitled Jesus as Prophet, Priest, King, and Savior. Uh, today I've been tasked with speaking with us about Jesus as our High Priest. And so, uh, in doing so, the primary text that we'll use this morning is going to be from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. Let me uh, read that for us, and then we'll pray, and, and we'll dive right in. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 reads, For the Word of God is full of living power. It is sharper than the sharpest knife cutting deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. Nothing in all creation can hide from Him. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. This is the God to whom we must explain all that we have done. And that is why we have a high priest who has gone to heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us cling to Him and never stop trusting Him. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it. Pray with me and we'll begin. Father, Father, would you help us understand your word today? Father, would you teach us uh, the truths and help us to apply them to our lives. Um, and God, would you draw us all uh, one step closer to you today? It's in Jesus' most precious and powerful and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. So Jesus as our high priest, I want to talk today in terms of, of maybe just answering three questions about how Jesus is our high priest or uh, how we can better understand the picture of Jesus as our high priest. So I want to answer the questions, why the priesthood? Why Jesus? And why me? Why the priesthood? Why Jesus? And why me? If we look at our uh, primary text this morning, verses 12 and 13 are talking about our relationship to God. Verse 12 says, uh, God sees into our innermost thoughts and desires. Verse 13 talks about the Word of God exposing us um, and and that we are everything in all of creation is naked and, is, and exposed before God's eyes and that we are accountable to God. Important thing in answering the question of why the priesthood is to understand that uh, God is a relational God and He wants to have a relationship with us. Um, God is a holy God and we, unlike God, are not holy. Uh, we know that God is relational in His nature because He has always existed in relationship with Himself. That's why we talk about the Trinity, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. John 1, 1 tells us that Jesus was with God in the beginning and that He was God in the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 tells us that when God created the earth, 
uh, His Spirit was hovering over the earth. And so we know that God has always and will always exist um, in the person of the Trinity. And so Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, when it says that uh, God says, let us create man in our image, part of our image bearing, part of our being like God is that we have a relational nature as well. God has created us for relationships with Him and for relationships with one another. And there is a need and a desire and a longing inside each of us to be in right relationships because we are relational in nature. The next thing we got to understand is that God is a holy God. If you read through the chapters in Leviticus that describe uh, the priesthood and the system of sacrifices that God gave to the Hebrews and Jews, uh, you, you read that when the tabernacle was built, uh, there was a place in the tabernacle called the Holy of Holies, and that's where the Ark of the Covenant uh, was kept, and that's where God's presence was. Uh, and it was called the Holy of Holies because it was the presence of a holy God. And so when priests wanted to enter the Holy of Holies, they had to go through a process. Uh, if you read uh, Leviticus 8, 9, 10, and, and chapter 16, which I would really encourage you to do because we don't have time to unpack all that's there today, I would encourage you to read those verses as well as the whole book of Hebrews, maybe do that this week as, as we're preparing for Easter. But uh, in those chapters, we see over and over there's this direction to, to take blood and sprinkle it. Uh, the articles in the tabernacle are sprinkled. The priests are sprinkled. The garments are sprinkled, all sprinkled with blood. And over and over and over you hear this phrase, to make them holy, to make the articles holy, to make the priest's garments holy, to make the priest holy. God is holy, and so, and we are not. And so there has to be some process that, that, that makes us holy and allows us to come into His presence. Uh, verse 12 uh, and 13 here describe the fact that God can see our thoughts. He knows our innermost thoughts. He knows our intentions and He knows our desires. So our unholiness is not just about what we do with our hands. God sees our innermost parts. Uh, even when I'm I'm on my knees before the throne of God and, and often asking God for mercy and begging God for forgiveness and asking Him for His grace. Often I find that the true intention of my heart is not to uh, praise God or not to give glory to Him or, or even not to receive His forgiveness. But what I really am trying to do in my heart is, um, is remove myself from responsibility for my actions. And so, I think the passage is right. Uh, verse 14 says, uh, we, we are, 13 says, we are, nothing in all of creation can hide from him. And then the beginning of 14 says, that is why we have a great high priest. The why, the answer to the question why the priesthood is simply because we desperately need it. I know that apart from Christ, I am absolutely rotten to the core. And so why the priesthood? The answer is because we desperately need a priest to represent us before our holy God. 
The next question I want to answer is, why Jesus? If we look at verse 15 here, this high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. For he faced all the same temptations we do, yet he did not sin. Later on in this chapter, later on in this, uh, in the book of Hebrews, specifically in chapter 5, it says that the, the high priest is a man who is chosen from among men to represent the, the, the group in front of God. And so part of the answer to why Jesus is that because Jesus was like us, human, in nature, I don't know if you've seen the um, "He Gets Us" campaign, the commercials that that organization is putting out. But their their mission and their vision is to introduce people to the humanity of Jesus. Often, when we think of Jesus, we think of his divinity, we think of his power, his power to heal, his power to walk on water, his power to speak uh, to the wind and the waves, and to have them obey him. We think often of his divinity. Um, but we have to remember that Jesus was born um, just like we were, um, albeit of a virgin, and that's what kept him, um, helped keep him from sin because he didn't have our sin nature. But he was like us uh, in that he experienced the things we experience living in this broken world. He experienced pain. He experienced suffering. He experienced physical beatings. He experienced an, ex- an excruciating death on a cross, and yet he did not sin. So Jesus, Jesus was like us. Um, but another reason why Jesus is because Jesus is better than all the priests that came before him. Why is Jesus better? The priests of the Old Testament, when they came to make sacrifice first, they had to make sacrifice for their own sins before they could make sacrifice for the rest of the community. Secondly, they were sacrificing uh, bulls and goats and rams and lambs and, and, uh, and other animals. Um, Jesus, because he is sinless and because he is God, was able to place himself on the altar. He was able to sacrifice himself for our sins, which he did on Calvary's cross. And because he lives forever, his sacrifice lives forever. Uh, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 26 says, He, Jesus, is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners, and he has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. He does not need to offer sacrifices every day like the other high priests. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this, listen, once for all when he sacrificed himself on the cross. Jesus' sacrifice uh, saves us to the uttermost. It saves us completely. It saves us to the end. And so why Jesus? Because Jesus is better. You'll remember uh, John's gospel, the first miracle that we see Jesus uh, do is at a wedding. And he goes to a wedding in a place called Cana. And uh, you'll know, you probably know the story. They run out of wine, uh, which was quite embarrassing for them. And Jesus' mother says, please help them. And so Jesus gives some instructions for folks to go get some pitchers and to fill them up with water. And he tells them to take a cup of the water and give it to the master of ceremonies. And 
By the time it gets to the master of ceremonies, that water had become wine. And the master of ceremonies tastes the wine. And what does he say? He says, most people serve the good wine first. And then when people have had much to drink, then they bring out the, uh, the, the worse wine or the, the normal wine. And he says, but you have saved the best wine for last. So just like that miracle that Jesus did in Cana, Jesus is better. Why Jesus? Because Jesus is the perfect, holy sacrifice, better than all other priests, better than all other sacrifices that came before him. So we've answered the first two questions. Why the priesthood? Because we need it. Why Jesus? Because he is the perfect priest, the best priest, the better priest. And so we come to our last question that I want us to answer today, and that is, why me? As I was thinking about this sermon and this message and uh, these passages and thinking about why, if you read verse 16, it says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive His mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it. I was thinking this week, why why does God want to give me His grace? Why is God pouring out His mercy on me? Why is He ready to help me when I am in need? And I was sitting on my couch just yesterday morning processing this, thinking this, and I was really just waiting for my wife and son to, to wake up. Um, and as I'm sitting on the couch, I realized I was longing for my son to wake up, and I just was was looking forward to reaching down and, and picking him up and, and holding him close to me and, and feeling his skin on my face and feeling his little arms wrap around my neck um, because I love my son. And if I, an earthly father, love my son that much, how much more does our heavenly father love us I, I have loved my son since the day he was born, but our Heavenly Father has loved us since before we were conceived. Our Heavenly Father, the, the psalmist says, knits us together in our mother's womb. He is there with us in the womb, literally writing our DNA, and he breathes his life into us. Uh, how much more is the Father, the Heavenly Father's love for us? Uh, if I love my son that much. And I think that is the why to the why me. Why? Because God so loved this world. God so loved me and God so loved you. God so loved his creation that he sent his one son to rescue us and to reconcile us to himself. One of the most famous parables that Jesus told was a parable about a man who had two sons. And one day one son comes to his father and says, uh, Dad, I, I don't want to wait for you to die. I want you to give me my inheritance now. And so the father fulfills the son's request and gives him his inheritance. And the one son goes off to a foreign land and lives wildly. The other son stays home and continues to faithfully work his father's fields, continues to faithfully obey his father. He is doing the right things while the other son is off wasting his father's inheritance on parties and prostitutes and who knows 
what. And you know the story, the son, when he's all out of money, finds himself in a pig uh, pen feeding pigs for a farmer, and he's so hungry that he begins to think about eating the food, the slop that he's serving to the pigs. And he says, you know what, even my father's servants live better than this. I'm going to go home and just just go work for my father. Ask him to take me back as a servant and not a son. And so the son gets up and he starts home. And you know the story. While the son is still a long way off, the father sees him and runs to him. And he embraces his son. And he puts a robe on him and he puts a ring on his finger and he brings sandals for his feet and he tells the servants to go and slaughter the fattened calf and to prepare a party and a celebration because the son that was lost had come back and come home. And we get to the end of the story and what we, what we find out about the father's love for his two sons is that it didn't have anything to do with what the sons did or didn't do, but it had everything to do with the father's relentless love for his children. I don't know if you can identify with the son who ran off and lived wildly, or if, or maybe, maybe that's not you and maybe that's not your story. Maybe you have always lived the right way. Maybe you have always done things the right way. Maybe you have always uh, been obedient. You have always done right. But wherever you find yourself on this spectrum of how you have lived or how you have done, at the end of the day, the answer to why me, the answer to why you, is simply because it is God's nature to love. And He loves us relentlessly. And He will stop at nothing to reconcile you to Himself. Radiant Family, my prayer for us this week, my hope for us this week as we walk these next seven days towards the resurrection celebration that we're going to have on Easter Sunday. My hope and my prayer is that you will remember your need for a priest, that you will remember God's holiness, you would see yourself rightly, and you would be reminded of your need for a priest to represent you before God. I I hope and pray also that you would think of Jesus and His perfection in fulfilling the role as our high priest. And I hope and I pray this week that you will remember and realize and understand that it is God's relentless love that caused Him to choose you. Thank you guys for listening today. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Thank you for joining our family in North Charleston as we heard God's word preached today. We would love to connect with you. You can find us online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send us a message to learn more about what Radiant Church is doing or support the vision of Radiant Church at radiantcharleston.com giving.